0: Back.
1: Hey guys, welcome to the How To Be A Dad Without A Dad podcast. My name is Andy Griffiths and with me as always is Jose De La Roca. How's it going, Jose?
0: Pretty good, man. How are you guys doing with the heat over there?
1: Oh man, the heat is nuts. Uh, oh, we can talk about that a little bit later. So if you're new to the podcast, this is a podcast for new dads who happen to grow up without dads tend to have regular guests on uh this all started from jose's book uh how to be a dad without a bat a dad which is currently available now uh so yeah uh heat is a nightmare uk heat zone heat wave still going on it's like 34 degrees it's supposed to be this week i think that's 2000 degrees fahrenheit whatever centigrade (laughs) whatever crazy stuff that you use um but obviously uk totally not ready for it um but that's okay that's okay. Yeah, so for, to make the most of it it for
0: those that are new to the podcast, we actually live in different countries. I live in the United yep. States. I live in San Gabriel, California, and you live in the UK, in the great yes. city of Portsmouth. And yep. I messed it up again.
1: <laughs> One day you won't pause. One day it's just going to come out like Portsmouth, like all natural. Portsmouth. It's going to be great. I just Portsmouth. Portsmouth. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, you like uh, sound like a UK guy already, it's not bad. It's yeah, not and bad. then um,
0: I was going online and then there was a picture where like um, there were a couple, there was a marathon in the UK and there were a couple of people fainting because it was super hot, which it was 24 uh, degrees, I mean 24 yeah. degrees Celsius and yeah. there was the the conversion to Fahrenheit, it was like 74 and I was like, <laughs> it's like 105 <105." laughs> tomorrow <laughs> here in California. Yeah, but um, you.
1: the thing is, man, is that you got that story from... um. What was it? What was the term they used? It was like POMS or something. POMS can't even run in, the, run in the. It was like typical Australian banter. Ugh, it's horrible. Whereas now it's properly hot. Now we can we can totally complain and not just be known as a nation of complainers.
0: And First of all, we're coming off from a great show. Thanks uh, a lot to your buddy, Joe Robinson. Yep. He is the... Yep. Uh, video game journalist and he was great he's invited anytime he wants to stop by he is welcome to stop by and we had a good crowd um and then we have good listeners uh twice as much as our world cup fever uh show which is expected (laughs) plus joe robinson has a great follower uh any comments on the show over there
1: uh yeah, definitely. So uh I got a lot of comments from my wife, who's randomly decided to start listening to the show, which is Uh-oh. quite interesting. Yeah, not good. Uh or good, it depends. I mean, it drives our listening figures up, which is pretty good. Um, but uh yeah, she was telling me all about how I get things wrong. I say half truths, but I they're full truths when they come out of her mouth. Anyways, loads of different things. Um but about last week's show, yeah, I got loads of positive comments from um, People who have listened to the show for the first time that Joe's introduced them to. So, yeah, we're going to try and keep it up with that guest format, I think. Try and spread the love as much as possible.
0: Yeah, so he was great. Um, And I really don't have... I should have his info right here in front of me. But you want to tell what Joe does and if you know where yeah, they can follow him? So-
1: so uh, I think people can follow him on Twitter at A Game of Joe's. Um, and he's a journalist for PC Games Network who essentially run a series of strategy game related websites, as in video game related websites. Don't know any of them off the top of my head. But if you Google Joe or if you go to A Game of Joe's on Twitter, you will basically be able to follow him.
0: Yeah, I was Going through his websites, they're pretty cool. They're not my thing because, like I said, I'm not a video game like you guys are. Like, there's yeah. It's incredible how, like, when I worked at uh, E3 and I met you, there was this niche where so many things are out there that you don't know about video games, about, yeah. like, different video games. You always think uh, video games is like, um, you know, FIFA or, like, you know, like Street Fighter or, like... Fallout 4, and yeah. all those, like, but there's so many out there, and then there's a niche for it, and then Joe, you know, talks about all that stuff, he specifically yeah. for different types of video games, and blah, 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 so go check him out, he has good articles out there, and yes, yeah, it's, it's funny, like, I always said, like, every time I I think about E3, it was, like, working um, LGBTQ event that I've been doing lately, where yeah. I was at E3, and there were females, there were males, there were black people, there were white people, there were Asians, they were all nice, they were all geeks, they were all <laughs> nice people, they were good people, and they were all getting along. It was incredible to work at, because, it, you know, I wish society could be like that all the time, where, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter who you are or what you are, uh, just there for one reason, to have fun, you know, experiment what you like. And actually, you know, have fun, which is what E3 was for me, you know, because it was how, you know, it doesn't matter who you are, you know, you like one specific thing and that's all that matters. Right. So, it, you know, it makes everybody, you know, come together and everything. So, uh, yeah. So you and him are video game, you know. Experts, I guess, right?
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Well, we know we've we've been around for a long time. Uh, I mean, me and Joe, we've been in the decade, uh, being in the industry for over a decade now. So, uh, I think for me, other week, uh, I got to travel to China in a couple of weeks' time to um, to deliver a, a talk thing, which I'll talk to you guys about once I do it because I'm still planning it out at the moment. Um, but it, yeah, it's bizarre. I, I think what to echo your sentiment, Jose, like. When you think of what E3 is to the world, or at least to Western games developers, like it is a mecca, if you like, like it's a collection of the biggest and best games of all different sorts. So you kind of I would say you got to see the best of the games industry um, at work, I would say, when you when you covered E3 uh, last year. So it's. A vibrant industry, I think it earns uh, annual dollar turnover is actually bigger than the movie industry now, um, which is amazing. So, yeah, it's getting bigger and bigger every year. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. You know what? This question
0: I should have asked you guys, I mean, uh, last week. But um, first of all, Joe had a different accent, right? Is
1: he from... Yeah, so so he comes from Canterbury, I think uh so he does have a slightly different accent to me but not massively
0: yeah so when he started talking i was like oh oh well first of all you know i have an accent so it was like yeah we should call (laughs) it we should have called that um episode three different accents um (laughs) but it was kind of hard to understand sometimes but then i got it and it was different from you and then so and i know you know in in your place there's different accents wherever you are right type
1: yeah so No, Lord of the Rings, Hobbit, J.R.R. Tolkien, uh, you know, all that stuff. So basically, uh, it's a good facsimile for what the UK is, is what Middle Earth is, if you like, which is probably the geekiest comparison I could possibly think of. Yeah, Um, because I didn't get it. it, It's like it's it's different factions or different parts of the UK have completely different accents. And uh, they uh, essentially can be as little um, as like a few miles or... Uh, like a handful of miles that can determine a completely different accent. So the place where I'm from, so I was originally born in Hereford, which is has more of a farmer twang. So you're right there, my lover, stuff like that. Whereas if uh, Portsmouth has more of a like fake Cockney thing going on because it's uh, uh, associated with the Naval Yard, um, I can feel my wife's judgment. I was was just about to say,
0: (laughs) P.S., if if your wife is listening, don't judge them. You could tell them all the real facts later on. But yeah, yeah, I was actually going to say that, you know, you had to give a disclaimer for your wife precisely right now
1: <laughs> well well my wife is born and bred portsmouth so she has a very similar accent to me but her father who's from uh like inner city portsmouth like he has a much more pronounced accent um his name's uh, kevin he's lovely um so yeah if you want to hear some crazy accents dude definitely come to the uk at some point travel around get a camper van or something you'll hear loads of crazy stuff
0: well uh so let me ask you in where you guys are from do you have an accent mm. Do you think you have an accent for who lives there?
1: Um,
0: Since that's you're a not really interesting there.
1: question. I think south of England uh, and near London, around about this area, so like middle of the country, southeast, kind of south, I want to say south central, well, that's a different thing. Um, the accent is quite neutral, so it's quite close to something called BBC English. Now, BBC English is something that... um essentially bbc as in the news channel or the the british broadcasting company i guess uh or corporation or something um they used to choose very neutral accents to do their newscasts um very like early on while they were being established so uh the whole point of that is having a neutral accent means that more people can understand you um and i would say around here we have quite a neutral accent like i wouldn't necessarily say it's posh but it is it's quite neutral, right? Like it's easy to understand. Um, whereas I would say the further north you get, the more you get into you know uh, more of um, more of a nuanced languages. Uh, what's really interesting is when you get into the areas where they have different terms for different things, um, uh, and you know, say if you're in Liverpool, for example, they'll have they might have a different term for something as they would in Manchester, but they're both describing the same thing. So yeah get lots of different accents all over the place but around where i'm from so like portsmouth southampton uh hampshire kind of area we have quite a neutral accent
0: and if your wife wants to uh send us an email to correct everything that you said you could send it to that <laughs> <laughs> without uh dad without a dad yeah. at gmail.com i changed the email by the way because i oh, figured yeah? that Info that how to be a dad without <laughs> dad it was too big so I actually uh, my friend gave me an idea about dad without a dad which is pretty short yes. and I yeah. went and looked for the website and it was available I grabbed it Oops. and I looked for the email it was available and I grabbed it so if anybody wants to correct Andy I'm talking about <laughs> your wife um you could email us at dad without a dad at gmail.com <laughs>
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, we could even add a correction segment at some point. Uh, but yeah, all your wife. Some email, sure. Oh, man, that's a whole separate podcast right there. It could be epic. Shout out to your <laughs> wife,
0: by the way. Um, yes,
1: big shout out to my wife.
0: How's everything with you guys, by the way, since we're talking about your wife?
1: Uh, yeah, we're good. So we just started our son on solids for the first time. Uh, I think when the last episode we were just about to try it or maybe we tried it and it was the first time ever. Um, so now my son uh, is basically he's having solids every single day. Um, like I say, solids is like puree of stuff. So he has like puree of carrots and potato and um loads of different sorts of of stuff uh, and he's getting on with it really really well what's quite interesting is that now he's starting to have quite a lot during lunchtime so getting him to have a bottle he's no longer like kind of fussing or screaming for a bottle now he's like oh yeah cool it's been like three hours since my last bottle i had food in between no, i'm okay no i'll be okay and then you really have to make an effort to actually get him to have uh, like a, a bottle uh, bottle fed which is crazy um so what was the so, first uh taste of, his uh, of first food? taste was pureed carrot oh did you guys make it yeah yeah we did uh, we bought a puree machine uh I didn't realize that when you puree stuff it actually gets quite hot
0: um, yeah. oh so yeah the yeah, so it comes yeah. out right like you, you yeah. didn't yeah because you know you're I don't know if you do it you had to boil it the, the yeah. carrot and then once you yeah. put it in there it's going to you know all that air is going to come out so you got to be careful on that yeah why it's, did you burn yourself already
1: <laughs> no i haven't burnt myself yet um but it's just it's just a bizarre process um especially when it comes out and it looks nothing like the thing that it that it was um but yeah uh, my son loves it which is really 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 good uh, and he sat up for the first time yesterday as well. By
0: himself? He,
1: well, we kind of, we, we like plonked him down.
0: No, what I mean is he like sitting
1: by himself? Yeah, sitting by himself. Yeah. So essentially, he didn't like pull himself up from like uh, laying down into seat position or whatever, but he can totally keep himself up now, which is amazing. Uh, so much so that we even did a little bit of a test. So we've got like one of those robot vacuum cleaner things at home. Uh-huh. Uh, and he is fascinated by this vacuum cleaner. Like, he constantly watches it. It's only a tiny thing, like a tiny uh, disc-shaped thing. It's probably about five centimetres or a couple of inches tall, uh, and is about 10 inches long. Um, and uh, it's kind of like, uh, yeah, it basically looks like a, a circle. And essentially, it goes around the room. It detects, it's got sensors on it, so it detects if things are in front of it or whatever. Basically, he uh, he is fascinated by this thing. So what we decided to do to kind of like to test out how strong he was to sit up because he only really started doing... Don't it tell me you
0: put him on top of it.
1: <laughs> no, we didn't put him on top of it. We we didn't because like the thing's expensive. Um, but what we did is... Yeah, uh, forget your
0: son's uh, health.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's fine. Uh, we plonked him down in the middle of the room. I kind of like sat right behind him. So if you freaked out, I was right there with him to... to, to basically just to make sure he's okay. And then what I did is uh, we got the vacuum cleaner going round. And essentially, we just sat in the living room, just watching the vacuum cleaner go round, which he absolutely loved. Uh, and then obviously, slowly but surely, this thing does a whole like patrol route, right? Where it goes a vacuum, uh, where it does his little patrol and vacuuming all around different rounds around the floor. And essentially, what happened is it started going towards my son. And as it went towards my son, like, he didn't freak out. He didn't do anything. What he did was he put his, like, left arm out, like, towards it, like Neo or some shit. And basically (laughs) made some, like, baby babble. And then the thing just went around him. And then he was touching it as it was going around him. He wasn't freaking out. Wasn't doing anything. He was basically just touching it. And then it went along his very way. And And it it was amazing. It was super cool.
0: Your son is gangster. He's, like, not here, fucker. Yeah. The vacuum is, like, no way all right <laughs> but that's pretty so cool was, man
1: yeah so he's definitely progressing which is nice um definitely would like him to like reach in front of himself more because when we take him swimming he still isn't necessarily doing that massively um but yeah he's he's doing well uh how about your man right? uh how's it going
0: No, it's pretty good oh by the way you sent me a picture of your son oh my god you created a, a gerber baby meaning <laughs> like he's if your job doesn't you know come out well and you get fired one of those days start <laughs> making your baby uh, um a little model man because yeah man. you created the cutest baby ever uh, <laughs> it's probably just bad. like your wife so you know so that's yeah, cool so like you have
1: 80 percent cu- of my wife for sure <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then oh so you didn't ask uh answer me this question and um so both of you guys are red hair
1: no, so because
0: uh, he has kind of red hair, or I don't know if the picture was like that. Yeah. And for what I heard is that, in order to for your son to have red hair, uh, both of the parents had to have red hair. Is that true? I mean, I'm pretty sure you know more about that than I do.
1: So there, it's it's all to do with chances. It's always to do with percentages. So essentially, my mother was a redhead, um, and obviously, my wife is a redhead. So. Essentially, it increases the chances of my son having red hair because it has some history in my family and it has direct history uh, with his mum. So, essentially, because I'm kind of got blonde hair and blonde hair's n- not massively strong, uh, he's kind of got strawberry blonde hair, if you like. It's kind of a mix between both, which is pretty crazy. Um, so, you think but... he's going to be a blonde hair when he grows up? I have no idea, man. Like, it changes so quick. Like, my brother had blonde hair until the age of five, and now he's literally got, you know, like, hazel brown hair. So, it can change. It can definitely change. I
0: feel um, you. I had hair when I was little. Now I don't.
1: Yeah, but it's too hot over there, man. (laughs) (laughs) You're probably better off. Uh,
0: I I was almost going to get rid of the beard uh, this week, because... So, I got sick. I got very, very sick. And I usually don't get sick. Uh, Reason number one is because I'm poor. (laughs) I always think that uh, only rich people get sick because only rich people are able to afford healthcare. Uh, So, I usually don't get sick. But when I do get sick, I get sick really bad. So, it was, we were celebrating my niece's birthday and we took her out everywhere to eat. I bought a couple things and then... My son loves her to death. She's like her older sister slash, um, uh, what did Joe said? Um, uh, part time parent.
1: Part time no. parent. No, <laughs> what
0: he said? Oh, a standby parent. Standby uh, she's also the standby parent for my son. And my throat started to hurt a little bit. And then uh, that night, I woke up and I'm like feeling really bad. And then I checked my temperature; I had a fever. And then all those symptoms that, you know, you get into a cold where your body is really bad and you have a fever and you have a headache. I didn't sleep at all. And then my son was supposed to stay with me the next day. So I told him, like, you know, just take him to work. And nowadays I worry more about him than I worry about me. So I actually didn't want to be sick when I was here because, um uh, you know, he was going to be around. So usually I would just, like sleep it off or take medicine over the counter but this time I'm like you know what I have extra money so let me uh let me call let me go to a doctor and over here in LA uh I work for a, a radio station and uh, one of the radio stations um one of the DJs is actually Dr. Drew Dr. Drew is very you know popular here in the United States everybody knows him and he's very well famous and blah 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 he's a really nice guy and he works with me at the radio station so he's always promoting this app it's called heal.com heal.com and he's part of the board and blah 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 and they basically instead of you going to a doctor they come to you and if you have insurance uh it could be free you know if you don't have insurance it's only 99 dollars. so um I asked him like a couple of months ago, I'm like, is this shit for real? You know, is, is it a real doctor? And he's like, yeah, man, it's a real doctor. It's a real nurse. It's a real people, you know, don't think that. Because the station where I work at, it's a lot of infomercials. So you yeah. really don't know who is who. Um, And no, but he he was like really into it. And then one of the other DJs actually got, her her kids got sick. So she actually did it. And she's like, yeah, they're really nice people, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, you know what? Let me check it out. I have insurance. I have Obamacare, which I still pay a lot. And basically, they don't help me with anything. So I ended up just going to the um, online and I did a little, you know, profile and it cost me $75 for them to come to my house. And in an hour, they were here and it was one doctor and one nurse and they brought like everything. And I think it was one of the best decisions I ever had. It, the guy was really nice, really good doctor. And the nurse was she was really, really cool. And it was the whole thing. Like, you go to a doctor, but in my house. It, they were literally sitting on my couch. Then I put a chair in the middle. They did all the tests and blah, blah, blah. And then the, the guy's like, all right, we're, open your mouth. And he's like, oh, your mouth is really small, so I can't really see anything. So the nurse brought, a, like, a big stick, like a cotton stick. Yeah. And she's like, open your mouth. And then she stuck that all the way into my throat. And I'm like, ah. and then um, she's like, sorry about that. But I saw something and we're just going to test it. So we're talking, blah, blah, blah. And then the nurse goes like, oh, it's positive. And the guy's like, oh, you have strep. And I'm like, strep? And he's like, yeah, strep throat. And I'm like, what is that? And he's like, basically, it's like. You know, it's a really, really contagious virus. Um, And then, uh, so no kissing, cover your mouth, no coughing, don't share anything with your family. And I'm like, great. And he's like, that's why you have a fever. Uh, That's why you can't swallow. That's why your ears hurt. That's why you have a headache. So I had a headache. My ears hurt. I couldn't swallow. I couldn't, like, you know, eat. I, I had a fever for two days, actually. I had a hundred uh, in one and a hundred fever for like almost two days. And then he's like, we're going to give you an antibiotics. So, excuse me. Um, so go get them. And as soon as you get them, start taking them and then take two per day, blah, blah, blah. So getting that heal thing was the best thing because I didn't need to leave my house. Oh, they yeah. came to me and everything. So I've been taking antibiotics for about seven days. So I should be able... That's one of the things that we didn't do. We're actually recording on a, a weird day during the week yeah. because I actually didn't want to spit on this mic and keep all those <laughs> bacterias in, inside the mic. So I couldn't, you know... But the funny thing about strep though, that, it, you know, I was feeling really bad. I didn't want to... The first day, I didn't want to play with my son. The second day, I was like, you know, like... Um, you know, don't come close to me. So it was breaking my heart, right? Because he's like, oh, papa, play with me. And I'm like, well, not really. The first day I couldn't. The second day I didn't want to because I didn't want to. You know, the worst thing that could happen is that your son gets step-throat, right? He's only a little kid. But the worst was that my girlfriend, she's like, oh, I had that two months ago. And I'm like, what? She's like, you don't remember? And I'm like, no. She's like, I told you. And I'm like, I hate that I told you so, right? (laughs) She's like, I told you it has stepped through. And she's like, but my girlfriend always... I think what is confusing me is that she's very... She has a lot of allergies to the point that yeah. she has, like, 15 medicines up on the refrigerator. She takes pills for this, pills for that. She has a spray <laughs> for her nose. So, yeah. whenever it comes to, like, sneezing, coughing, and her eyes watering, all that stuff, uh, I really, like, got used to it. So... When she probably said that she has step throat, I was like, you know, it's probably another allergy. I really yeah, don't get sick. Pollen, right. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't get sick. I really don't take any pills. I'm like one of those old school that I don't get sick. I don't take pills. I don't have, you know, no no major problems. So but she was she kept saying like, yeah, I went to work. I have strep throat. Yeah, I just went to see the doctor on my break. I still took care of my uh, of her son. I still, you know, cook. I still clean. So, like, for a couple of days, I was feeling like a little bitch because she's like, I had step throat. I had it for longer than you had. And this, this, and that. And I still went to work. And I still did this. I still did that. So, I was like, man, I was in bed for, like, two days with fevers. I didn't want to do anything. And then she's like, I still went to work. I still did this. I still did that. And you're here. I mean, she really didn't say that, but... Yeah, I felt like, all right, cool. You're tougher than I am. Whatever.
1: Yeah. How, Jose, have you ever heard of the uh, of the term man flu? Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah.
1: So it's basically the same as that, right? Like, you know, different things can affect different uh, the different genders differently. However, you know, I do think that there is a perseverance because I have that with my wife all the time. Like, if she gets like a little cold thing totally fine, working, operates as normal, and then when it comes to me I get it, and I'm like, it just knocks me out I just don't know what it is, it's weird it's like it mutates, I think it mutates and then it moves on and then it gets worse, I think that's what it is but yeah, (laughs) but the funny uh, thing
0: is like I really don't get sick, like I think the last time I got sick like this I can't even remember the last time I got sick you know, like I always Mm. say like it's funny that we were talking before we started recording and you said something funny that you don't get sick because you work too much? And, yeah, basically. <laughs> and the funny thing is, like, I remember that every time I either got my, my back problems or I got sick is when I felt that I had a vacation, meaning, like, I had a vacation and I didn't need to worry about anything, so my body finally gave up and said, okay, it's time to recoup. It's time for you to get sick, you know? Uh, so, for example, I uh, for those... Who- of you who are new, I just took a job a couple of months ago where I go and travel um, different places, and I could be gone for one day, two days. So this time I was uh, home for like two weeks, so it was like a mini vacation for me, and I was going to be uh, with my son a lot. So I'm thinking my my body said, "Oh, you're off for two weeks. Well, guess what? You go and get stepped on, motherfucker." Um, <laughs> and you were saying something about that too, right? That you don't get sick. Yeah. Then.
1: So I, it's what I noticed is that it, it, essentially when I have a couple of weeks off or a week off or even a few days off, uh, or even bank holidays off even. So bank holiday weekends, like when you get the bank holiday Monday off or let's say good Friday off or whatever. So you have a three day or four day weekend. I noticed that I was getting sick during those times. Um, and I think part of it is that, uh, psychological impact of like, Hey, Like you said, I'm relaxed now, I'm at home, everything's fine. Oh, wait, I get sick. Uh, But also I tend to do a lot of acting things when I'm sick, uh, when I'm at home uh, kind of recouping from work. So I think some of it's associated with that as well. So, like, I tend to do, like, some long-distance runs and things like that. Um, And long-distance running or any sort of cardio um, is something that's quite well-known. It's essentially your body, after it's done, like, it goes into... Not necessarily flight or fight kind of thing, but the adrenaline's pumping, you're doing lots of activity, and then suddenly you stop. When suddenly you stop, that's when your body's actually quite vulnerable to picking up infections, picking up colds, kicking up coughs and stuff. So, yeah, I'm not sure why, but I do believe it's... Um, you know, the increase the likelihood of me getting sick when I've got a day off. I do purely believe it's a psychological thing. It's very bizarre. It's
0: probably, it's probably one of the things that why we get sick too worse than girls. And you know, I do. I mean, we were there when our wives, girlfriends uh, gave birth, and yep. shout out to them. You know, they're the most strongest people out there. That's why they live longer, probably, too, you know, because they're tougher. (laughs) Um, So we're probably going to go first. So, you know, the joke is on us. Uh, (laughs) uh, So, um, you know, but I mean, I felt like shit. And then the worst was that I couldn't do anything with with my son because they were like, you know, this is very contagious. So I couldn't share anything with them. Like I haven't kissed them really, really how I do, you know. Uh, or at all, you know, I had to like the second day I stay home and washed everything um and then I get paranoid, so you know the I'm leaving soon for uh to be on the road again, and then, um you know, I don't want him to be sick because I'm not gonna be here, so you know it's yeah. one of those things that you know you know you don't want to the only reason I go to a doctor now is literally not for me, but it's for my son, just to get rid of whatever I had have you ever gotten sick at all in this six months of you being a dad? um no i don't think so <laughs> your wife right is now she... is listening she's like yeah yes you have remember that <laughs> I, time
1: like coughs and colds for sure and like a sore throat and stuff but nothing nothing that's totally wiped me out um i should definitely touch some wood here but like thing is <laughs> I, i've traveled around quite a bit um and I tend to get, like, dry throat from being on planes and stuff. Uh, and sometimes I get that from jet lag as well. So, yeah, uh, I think I've been okay. But, yeah, <laughs> I want to stay okay. So I don't want to tempt fate any more than I have to.
0: Yeah, well, one of the things that, you know, my girlfriend was saying, like, oh, maybe you got it on the road. And, you know, when you're pl- you- when you're in a plane for, like, six hours a couple times mm-hmm. a month and all these people are just coughing... I actually yeah. went to my my friend's um, wife. She's a yoga teacher, and so I'm like, let me go do yoga because I still have some uh, lower back pain. So I need to get rid of that because I'm going back on the road, and um, it, always something is happening to me. Right, I'm always the guy that either happens to me, not in a bad way, but it's always like one of those things that why me, right? So we went to yeah. a class, and it was it was going to, it was like fifteen, no, like ten people. And they're all girls and the classes started already. And then I hear the door open and I was like next to the door and there was another, you know, you know, guy. And then he sat like he put his mat literally next to mine where he could have went to the corner and just be by himself. <laughs> and, and then this fucker decides to cough the whole fucking class. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> and I'm thinking I just have that throat because somebody probably coughed on my face, and that's how I got it. And this fucker is here, and I'm here just to get better. And yeah. to the point that it got to a point that every time he coughed, I would be like, ugh, uh, ugh, just to see if he were like finished. But yeah. So and then that motherfucker, his mat was literally next to me, where he could have just went to another place. And we we're doing a pose, and then I touch his feet, and I'm like. <laughs>
1: Uh, well. it's an intimate setting yoga there's, no there's but this, this time he
0: could have went to the corner where there was space <laughs> and his mat didn't have to like touch anybody's
1: but he decided to
0: be by the door next to me and his man fuck him
1: maybe jose maybe he just wanted someone to embrace him if he fell over maybe he's uh, like you know just in case there's a guy there and you look you do look like a yoga pro <laughs> maybe it was like hey Maybe this will rub off on me. It's like osmosis. This guy knows what he's doing. No, yeah. it's,
0: you know, I have lower back problems. So I'm like, I was a little rough. And I'm like, there's some, the girls there doing all those poses. And you're like, what the fuck? How can you do that? <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have, you, have you ever done yoga?
1: No. Uh, I have. So again, geeky video game stuff. So I have a copy of Wii Fit. And that's a <laughs> Nintendo thing. <laughs> And I've done yoga on that, but what I've realized about myself, and as I've gotten older, this has gotten worse. I have no balance whatsoever, man. Like I can't even really do ice skating um, because I have that little balance. So and that was your
0: dream yoga. when you were younger, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So like trying to do yoga, yoga's just it's. I'm just a just a safety risk, to be honest. Yeah, I like, think it, I'm gonna going start on doing it. legs and stuff. I'm
0: gonna start doing it because I felt really better after that, and it does help your body to you know the older we get the more stretch we need so you know maybe it could help you out too so go take some yoga does your wife does yoga
1: yeah uh we used to no not really um we should do something like that though i mean i still play football on the weekends uh and as in like proper football like soccer football and um that is where I kind of do all my stretching, so it's not too bad. And I have a standing desk at work, so that's pretty good, right? I mean, I'm pretty much there. Oh, you're one of those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got to be standing, man. Got to be standing. Got to be tapping my feet. Got to be doing something.
0: <laughs> How's uh, the new game? I, I saw that you guys were giving out some free Oh, yeah, copies.
1: so we have a new game. It's called Card Life. So Card Life is available on PC right now. It's 6 dollars five Uh It's a survival game set in a cardboard universe. It's really, really cool. Um there's a lot of dinosaurs,
0: right? I mean that's the
1: Yeah. So there's dinosaurs, there's we're working on a new dinosaur at the moment. But yeah, there's loads of different things. So basically imagine a cardboard world and imagine anything your five year old brain can kind of create with a cardboard box. Basically that's kind of the premise behind the game. You're you're putting all that into uh, a completely open world where you can build houses you can construct swords and everything yeah it's really cool it's worth going to cardlifegame.com if you want to know more about it but it's um it's a game that uh free jam the company i work for has been Essentially, working on it for about two years now, uh, and it's finally ready for people to basically to start playing it, start putting it through its paces, and we're preparing to kind of go big on it. But uh, yeah, it's still our little secret at the moment. We're trying to like drip feed people into the game.
0: That's cool. I mean, it looks pretty cool. I um, like I said, I'm not a video game guy, but I think I will play that one more than RoboCraft Infinity. And the only reason I'm saying that, I mean, not that it's a bad game. It's because like yeah. I really don't wouldn't be able to create and have the patience to create all those cool robots where car life, yeah. you know, it looks more like childlike, which I am. Yeah. And <laughs> so let me ask you this. It was Comic Con uh this past week. Does yeah. that um is that something that you guys as video games are part of or is that a so, totally different thing? Does that include your your genre or does that is separate?
1: So Comic-Con f- falls under geek culture, right? But geek culture is huge. Like geek culture spans Star Wars, spans Marvel, spans DC, spans video games but when you're a small independent developer, you need to kind of spend your money wisely and usually shows that span geek culture. uh, You've got, you know, Disney rocking up with their big thing that they're promoting. Um, You know, you've got DC, you've got Warner brothers, you've got all these massive companies promoting all their TV stuff or all their big movies. So, when a video game company kind of comes along, uh, you can have a pretty big impact because video games kind of get culture too. But the problem is, is that you are competing with those guys that have a crazy amount of money in order to showcase your stuff. And for a company like free jam, you know, we're, we're a company of like 50 people. We're entirely independent. Uh, We designed the company that way from the ground up because we didn't want to, you know, have to uh, let's say, We wanted to be 100% control of our destinies. And when you're owned by a publisher, you aren't. Uh, You know, it's like being a band and uh, having a record label. Like when you're independent, yeah, you don't necessarily have as much money to play with. But you can do 100% what you want to do all the time. Whereas when you're part of a label, you need to start worrying about, you know, what's it's going to make the label look like. Should I say this? Should we do that show? You know, you kind of lose control. So uh, we actually investigated going to Comic-Con, but the prices were Insane. insane, um, way more than E3, way more than uh, a couple of other shows that we're doing this year. So it's definitely difficult because you want to be in as, as many places as possible, right? You want to find, you know, you want to put your game in front of as many people as possible. But, you know, when you're an independent, independent developer, you kind of you have to uh, you have to choose your battles wisely.
0: Were you at the company from Zero? Were you like employee number three?
1: I was so I joined the company around about th- three years ago at this point. Oh, okay. So I was probably employee like number twenty-seven. I would probably say. That's pretty so, cool. So yeah, yeah, it's not too bad. And you guys but are yeah, hiring. If anybody, <laughs> yes, we are. We are hiring. If you go to freejamgames dot com. I think it might be a different address. Uh, I think it might be freejam.com. If you Google it, you'll get it. If you Google Free Jam LTD Robocraft, you'll, you'll get our corporate address. Uh, yeah, we are hiring. We're looking for people. Jose, what happened, man? I thought you were going to uh, put I was in gonna, an application. I was
0: going to be the media director for uh, CartLife in yeah, the UK. Yeah. yeah. Well, my, I put in my application. They said that this guy, Andy Griffith, say fuck no. So I was like, I don't <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's true. That guy's he, a bit of a dick. He was, I, I he, was
0: from. he was going to be my boss, so I'm like... They're like, nope, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you, well, you this.
1: Know when did...
0: So do you have a degree in journalism?
1: You, you do, right? You tell me. Uh, yeah, I've got a degree in history, so it's oh. not journalism. Um, and when did you decide
0: to become a video game... I guess, employee, as in like, I, I'm pretty sure yeah. you were a video game enthusiasm. But when did you say, I'm going to follow my dream and a path that it will be involved in video games?
1: So essentially what happened is that I was a third year. So university degrees in the UK typically last three years. So I was in my final year of university. I was enjoying it. But I wasn't necessarily passionate about it. And Jose, like, you know, as an author, like when you're writing about something that you aren't passionate about, it really shines through. Like the reader knows that when you're writing academically, like you need to have this sensible distance, um, this sensible level of neutrality but you need to kind of still be vaguely entertaining, but you need to reference everything and things like that. And I... Kind of was never really interested in that. Um, What always appealed to me about history uh, is that it was basically human stories about people and about events. Um, That was always what kind of fascinated me. Uh, And I've been playing video games like all my life. Um, My dad, before he passed away, was a big proponent of introducing me to video games. Like I remember, like you know, sitting on his knee playing an Amiga five hundred and completing Desert Strike together back in I don't know, probably. 95 something like that anyway um so i was at history uh taking a history degree at university of portsmouth was writing about a guy called fergus o'connor who was head of the chartist movement uh chartism kind of like a working class movement from like the 1900s uh, or 1800s really and uh i kind of thought well why don't i try writing about video games for a bit and a friend of mine had this website called citizengame.com. Um, who I met on gamespot.com, which was a video games website. And essentially was like, hey, yeah, I'm looking for writers to cover games and to do reviews. Are you interested? And I was like, yeah, totally. So I started doing that. The website got fairly successful. And then um, a professional company came along and said, hey, do you want to get paid for this stuff? Uh, We're looking for staff writers. And then it kind of just went down that road, really. Uh, I wasn't massively interested in marketing video games, but the more that I got involved with it, as a journalist and the more I got involved with PR people, I kind of started down that road. Uh, and then after having a couple of opportunities um, at a company called NCSoft, they make like MMOs for the West. Uh, I then essentially decided to join FreeJam. So now I do more more marketing and more PR and actually more community management than I, than I originally thought. But uh, it's a really rewarding place to be. It's highly creative. Everyone's super passionate. Um, what's great about the games industry, and it's kind of not necessarily great, but it, it's it's a byproduct of um, not getting paid a massive amount for a discipline that you're good at. Uh, it means that everyone is there because they are super passionate and believe in the projects that they're working on. Like no one's like, oh, yeah, I'll just churn, in my hour, churn out my hours and just do it for the paycheck. Like everyone lives and breathes the product, which is really nice. Obviously, from a money perspective, I'd love more money. But from a enjoyment work satisfaction angle uh it's it's an amazing place to be i'd highly recommend it
0: and you're not poor so that you know
1: yeah i mean it's definitely it's it's a bonus for sure yeah (laughs) so
0: what i'm saying is like you're not you know you're not hungry all the time which is you know a good thing so you're actually doing your what you want man which is Most people here in the United States are not doing what they want. So, you know, I'm still trying to do what I want and loving it. Uh, You know, I still have a couple more years until my son turns five. Otherwise, I'll probably move to Portsmouth and then, you know, be your driver or something.
1: (laughs) No, man. It's it's definitely not that level. (laughs) Uh,
0: But that's cool. Uh, That's Do you miss writing?
1: Yeah, massively. Um, But it's one of those things where... I'm empowering other people to be creative who are more talented than I was, um, and helping them create amazing games. Um, I'm more than happy to do that. Uh, I get a massive kick out of that and being like a liaison between people who, you know, who they do programming or, or code, uh, and being their liaison to like kind of get them in contact with people from the community to make their products better. It's really, really rewarding. Um, and I think, you know, I can always do some writing on the side. It's just that with a, a six-month-old in the house, that's uh Yeah, that's I was going to say, hard. you probably don't have
0: time <laughs> for anything. The only free time you have is basically you taking a shit.
1: Yeah, um, basically, basically. Um, and or that... doing a podcast. I love doing the podcast. That's kind of like my creative outlet at the moment, um, which, you know, I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to do that.
0: Oh, anytime, man. Um, yeah, and now that he's standing up, and later on he's going to be, you know, literally standing up, um yeah and then he's gonna be walking you're gonna be like uh oh, yeah. you're gonna be yeah. busy so start stretching too because believe it or not picking up your son it you know yeah. it hurts in the back at you know yeah. at some point it will hurt uh I mean, and I, when,
1: you I had uh, i had back problems like literally the first month my son was born and that was purely lifting him up out of the car and putting him in a seat in the house that was literally it and then slowly but surely my lower back's gotten amazing it's mental uh not to rub it in so uh yeah uh i i feel you man i definitely i need to start stretching i need to start toning toning up a bit
0: yeah and then um if you ever want to write again let me know i have a blog it's called how to be a dad without a Dad. dad.blogspot you know it's the blog gets a lot of views. I don't know if people read it, but it gets a lot of views. <laughs> it's one of us, one of my most popular things out there, besides the Instagram nice. at How to Be a Dad Without a Dad. So if anybody, if you know, one day you want to feel like writing and you want to feel like writing about being a dad or games or anything, and then yeah. we'll post it there. You never know.
1: Nice one, man. Thank yeah,
0: you. Yeah, yeah. Anything new with you?
1: Um, not massively. I think uh kind of covered a lot. Um, I think for me at the moment I'm so damn hot all the time. <laughs> and I kind of. I told you it's going to be 105 day.
0: here tomorrow, right?
1: Yeah, dude. Like, I just I don't get it. Like I living in the UK and it's too hot. Like it's it's stupid. It's just it's so dumb. So I'm I'm thinking about moving, but uh, I'm not really thinking about moving. But you your know, wife I, is like what? Definitely not going to move anywhere. I'm very, very happy here, but like, just give me a break. My garden is suffering. All the plants are dying. All the grass is dying. It's just like, it's just sad.
0: Just get fake grass. Like everybody over here, everybody over here has fake grass.
1: Yeah, but that's so bad for the environment. It's not good. It's not good. Really? But you live in LA, so it's okay. Yeah.
0: I think our weather is fake because there's always like airplanes spraying (laughs) shit. Oh, we're going
1: to talk about vapor trails. (laughs) Whatever
0: that is. So, I don't know. You know about that?
1: Yeah. It's it's the, um, what is it? It's a well known conspiracy theory, isn't it? That uh, vapor trails are the con tails, or whatever the hell we call them. Uh, They're part of of, the. Part of mind control or something by the U.S. government to drive the economy. Oh, it's complete bullshit. There's loads. Don't go down the road about all conspiracy theories on the internet. It will uh, do bad things to you.
0: It's well, now I have two countries I could go back to. I could go back to Guatemala and I could go back to England where everything yeah. started, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about uh, you, man? Anything, anything you want to share? Anything? Uh,
0: let's see. I'm better now. Thank God for heal. Heal.com. I'm actually not getting paid for them, but I actually liked, I mean, you know, don't you would love for your doctor to come to your house? It's pretty cool. And they came with a nurse. So I was like, what the hell? Like two people, my own nurse and my own doctor in my house. Uh, I got, I'm getting better. Um, I'm doing a lot of stretching because I'm going back on the road. I leave on Thursday. We're going, we're recording on a Monday. Uh, I'm going to be in New York. My favorite place. Not really. I hate New York. um you like new york right
1: wait if you had any pizza there i've heard the pizza is good in new york is that true well the food
0: is good it's just everything else people are <laughs> mad people are uh, you know the weather is crazy uh, it's too expensive and like yeah. we literally when we go to new york we don't stay in new york we have to stay in new jersey and then um we are carrying a trailer with a truck and the streets in New York are, like, super tiny. So yeah. it's so many things that I'm not used to because I've been spoiled by being in L.A. Um, yeah. So I just want those things. But the people in New York are pretty cool. I mean, they're angry, but there's a lot of, like, Latinos out there. So there's Dominicans. There's, you know, yeah. Puerto Ricans. There's Jamaicans. It's pretty cool. It's, I mean, the food is great. It's just I wouldn't live there. I don't like being there because it's too expensive, yeah. hot, weird, and everything. But I'm going to be in New York and um, we're having a meeting next uh, couple of days. And I think I'm going to be on the road for a couple of weeks. weeks. Uh, maybe, may not. Uh, so we'll know. And uh, hopefully we have Joe back on the, on the show, man. He was pretty cool. Yeah,
1: definitely, man. We're going to get him back on. Uh, how about going to Yankee Stadium? Have you done that yet?
0: I did it eight, eight years ago. And yeah. eight years ago, I was still drinking. So let me just say I remember half of it. Um, I don't know how I got back to my <laughs> hotel either, <laughs> from Yankee Stadium yeah. all the way to new-, uh, new York. I don't know how I-, I got back to my hotel. Um, but yeah, like it cost me forty five dollars just to stand.
1: Whoa! Mm-hmm. No way! I couldn't
0: even get a um, you know, a seat. So my
1: that's mental.
0: It was forty five dollars just to stand. Like so. Um, and every time I go to a new stadium, it's always the same thing that it's too small. Uh Dodger Stadium is pretty big. It fits about 63,000 people. So wow. it's like it's like, you know, like a soccer football stadium. Um yeah. So every time I go to a new stadium like and it fits only like like 30, 35, I'm always like so small. So in Yankee Stadium, I mean I wish I could have seen the old one, but I I went like the year or the two years after they built the new one and it cost uh, 8 years ago it cost 1 billion dollars to make right and it looked like 1 billion dollars and it didn't look like a baseball stadium do you know what i mean yeah. it looked yeah, like a yeah. shopping center more than a yeah. baseball stadium um the only cool part about the stadium was that it had its own museum where you could go and see all the you know all the history and everything so, which it was pretty cool the museum was really nice but Like I said, $45 to stand in uh, around, and it's too expensive. And uh, you know, like, I really, I mean, I'm not a Yankee fan too much, but yeah, I mean, I want to put Yankee Stadium on my top 15. I've been yeah. to around 16 stadiums, but nice. yeah, no, nah, I mean, it's a thing to do. You've been there, done that, you know, pass along. You know, like yeah. if I ever go to London, I'll have to go to Wembley Stadium, you know, yeah. and things like that. Well, but dude, if,
1: if you're ever in the UK, we'll properly go watch a proper football match, which means we won't go to Wembley Stadium. If we go to London, then we're going to we'll go to the Hive, which is Barnett's Ground, which is really cool. Uh, we'll go to Fratton Park in Portsmouth. That'd be ace. Um, yeah. And obviously, St. Mary's Stadium, which is Southampton's ground. Like, yeah, it's it's great. I mean, it's the only. So I've seen. Ha, haven't seen a baseball game in person uh, at a stadium. It's definitely wait, something that we want to do. Wait, what do you mean? You never. Well, like. You never been I've to never a baseball seen, stadium? No, no, no. Get never the fuck been. out. Yeah, man. Never been. Wow. Definitely I'll do it at some point. Uh, I've even. I've seen Canadian football uh, at Vancouver Stadium. <laughs> uh. Or BC Place, whatever it's called. Um, yeah. Uh, I've seen LA Kings play at uh, uh, in Vegas, right? Yeah. I can't remember where it would be. Um, and I've also seen like uh, hockey at the Winter Olympics as well in Vancouver. But yeah, it's mental. Something, something on my bucket list for sure.
0: Well, whenever you're here, let's go to Dodger Stadium. It's Hell one yeah. of number is third oldest uh starting with uh the green monster and then i think is Wrigley Field and then Dodger Stadium so
1: which one's Wrigley Field what teams is that associated Cubs, with Chicago uh okay that makes yeah, sense yeah yeah that makes
0: sense that's cool man yeah. so oh, okay yeah i mean uh so what i see is that if i ever want to go to england i should go around this time right because it's the hottest
1: yeah i guess i mean if that's what you want i mean you're from la though right i mean you're probably overloaded on heat already maybe you want to go to a place that's cool
0: maybe no well the point is to go when it's like (laughs) sunny and i don't have to be wearing a jacket the whole time and it's all wet and and (laughs) rainy the whole time
1: i would say the best time to come to the uk is i i honestly i would say april may time because it's cool and everyone's super, like, happy because they've just had the winter where it's mostly been raining. And, like, that first season when everyone's, like, uh, when the weather is really good for the first time, like, that's the best time. But when, at the
0: moment, when is it the, the time that it rains the least?
1: Well, it's now. Definitely now. Well, there so, you it's, go. like, May, June, July. Yeah.
0: So, i yeah. probably go June. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, I think that's it, man. Everything good with you? You want to give a shout-out to anybody out there? Uh,
1: yeah, so just a shout-out to uh, my mate Terry, who's down from Scotland, uh, and also shout-out to my wife, who's undoubtedly listening. And, uh, yeah, that's it, really, man. Yeah,
0: I want to give a shout-out to a couple of people that are always listening to us. Uh, Juan, Juan Salinas, shout-out to him, and Chatty P. Chatty P lives in... in Pittsburgh around Pittsburgh, he's always listening. Thank you, Chatty. Thank you, Juan. Uh they're always listening. Anybody that you know that always listens besides your wife?
1: Uh yeah, A shout out to Joe, who's not here this week, but hopefully he'll be here soon. Uh and also some people from work as well. They know who they are. Uh yeah. Yeah. Well
0: everybody, uh thanks for listening. I hope you uh know what to do when you have step throat now. <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's bad i mean it was really bad and unfortunately there's nothing you could do about it because well it's you're always around it it's just one of those things when your body gives up and your immune system can't fight it you will get stepped out so hopefully everybody's healthy hopefully everybody is good exercise stretch thanks for listening um from andy all the way in, in the uk my name is jose jose de la roca i'm here in california in sunny California, <laughs> sunny <laughs> England too, and you guys are Pretty been listening, to this. yeah. <laughs> uh, when are you gonna come to LA? Do you know?
1: Uh, I am going to probably be there November time. I think. Wow. I'm trying to schedule it in uh, with a mate of mine who's just moved over there. Who used to be in London and is now in LA um he's even more british and paler than i am so uh, it's gonna be quite interesting to see how he gets on over there but uh yeah uh, are you november coming time's looking good. with your family or just by yourself i don't know yet i do you know what? i haven't even talked to my wife about this yet so it's gonna be quite interesting when she listens uh but yeah I, i'm thinking about november time um yeah
0: is your wife up to date to the podcast
1: she, I believe, she's midway through the last one. So yeah, this this is almost live for her. So a, so you could tell her today, and be like, hey, I, I could do. I should preempt it. <laughs> uh, but and yeah, when she listens to this,
0: she will be mad.
1: <laughs> so by the end of this year, early next year, that's the plan.
0: Uh, where could people um, find you, uh, follow you, so or what do you, you can do? Find me
1: help you out on Twitter at uh, Gaming Goodness, all one word. And you can also find me on the Cardlife Game Twitter feed and Facebook and all over that stuff as well. So it's at Cardlife Game. Uh, If you go to CardlifeGame.com, you can hit me up on the forums as well. Uh, Yeah, that's where you can find me. Where can they buy the game? You can buy the game at CardlifeGame.com at the moment. Uh, If you have a good PC, highly recommended. Uh, And we're adding to the game all the time. So yeah.
0: Well, if anybody wants to uh, hit us up, we have a new email because the other email was way too much. So if your wife wants to hit us up to see how many mistakes we had today, you guys could hit <laughs> us up at dad without a dad. Dad without a dad at gmail.com. We have a couple uh, you know gifts for you guys. We have an Xbox One game. We also have a free copy of my book. Uh, yep. you could follow me on Instagram at how to be a dad a dad from andy jose right here thanks for listening you guys have been listening to how to be a dad without a dad until next time thank you guys thanks guys